Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, live from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host, Mel Alva. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. Are you thinking that your home may be the reason you are sick? Everyday products you use in your home, along with the air that you breathe, may be that reason. It is a possibility. Scott Johnson from Home Toxicology and Dan Hayden from DEC Inspections will share information that you need to know. Also, Amber Sullins, Chief Meteorologist from ABC 15, is here with us with our yearly monsoon and preparedness alert. If you live in the Valley of the Sun, Amber's tips are priceless. All that and more on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe, your home for containers, sustainable lifestyle living. I'd like to welcome all our listeners to the show today. And we have got a great, great show planned for you. You know, when you bought your home or you're living in a home that you're renting, you would expect that it would be made out of materials that would not give you any ill effects when you live there. However, that is not always the case. Some homes have what we like to say issues that need to be fixed and have to be figured out. Now, some of you are DIY aficionados, but sometimes you need to call in the professional. People turn around, they do extreme things. They do, some people do, they're, they're into their, their hobby. They'd like to do DIY stuff. They like to do, you know, anything that makes them happy. And just oh. like just like our, our our next guest Scott Johnson is with us, and I'm sure one of his passions is home toxicology. Thank you, guys. We uh, really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and your audience today about home toxicology and the fantastic test that is available for homeowners to know. I'm I'm still laughing about Dan's uh, arsenic and old wood. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, uh, you know, Dan has found, you know, over the years, you know, it, much like I do, you know, we found a lot of things that we come across just when you think you've seen it all and you find uh, come across something new, you know, and Dan, yes. Dan comes up with these things and, you know, they're just, uh, you can't, you can't, very ma- let's put it this way. They're very timely and you can't make no, we, it up. It's there, you know, That's we see r- it. We see it all out there as home inspectors and realtors and buyers. We are. There's something new every day, and uh, sadly, uh, this issue of home toxicology is becoming more, more and more of an issue in our in our country. Okay. So now, the, let me just go back. Now, Scott, give our listeners a little bit of idea of your background and 
how you got started with this because you know I've got a lot of questions here about uh, some of these toxins, but give our listeners a little bit of idea of your background. Well, I have uh, a background in ministry, actually, and youth ministry and uh, and singles ministry, and then I became a realtor about 15 years ago. 2003, I became a real estate agent, and I still am a real estate agent. In fact, the opportunity that I had to meet the gentleman that owns HomeToxicology.com, uh, he was a client of mine. He had called me about a home, and uh, I was helping him, and in the process, we got to talking, and he appreciated my availability to him and my diligence to help him and he asked me he said by the way uh, what is your thought about uh, real estate agents and home inspectors and home buyers considering the possible presence of harmful drug residue in a home and I said man I said I've heard some stories I said but um, how would they go go about knowing that and he began to tell me about the company that he owns that has a fantastic, very affordable way for a homeowner to to learn about this. Because we, his company and, and now I joining them, we all believe simply in one premise, and that is that the homeowner deserves to know if it's there. And uh, your passion for that and what you guys do and, and all homeowners and uh, home inspectors across the country and, and uh, and realtors also who are sworn to the best interest of the client. That's what we all want. So I, I got to know him literally on the phone. He offered me a job on the phone after we spoke several times about it. He he appreciated my uh, and and all realtors of integrity would and should respond with, man, if there's a way to know, I want my clients to know. And uh, he began to tell me about his company and the test that is available. So that's how I got involved. Well, it, it's pretty. I think it's pretty exciting when you think about, you know, all things within the home, and it's not all about, you know, the the wood, the roofing, you know, the nuts and bolts, or call it whatever you want of how the home was built. But when certain people, uh, you know, we've got, I think we've gotten into a, um, a, we'll call it a groove, the way we build homes today, that in, in certain things, new materials come down the pike, but they haven't been tested yet. Do you find that some of the, the homes that you've gone into and done the testing are older homes or newer homes? Mostly the older homes. Um, of course, the the incidents, Dan and I spoke last night about a, a, only one situation, I believe he said, that he's come across where actual unoccupied, never-before-occupied new construction where there was actually drug activity there that was that was discernible, but most of the time, of course, the older the home, the more likely that someone at some point in the t- in the hit home's history has had a, a, a has exposed the home to t- uh, toxins that are harmful to any future future occupants. And so, you know, the older homes, the flipper homes, the previously rented homes, um, of course, are more on the radar for our customers. We find and the home inspectors that are testing those homes. You know, none of us in this in this equation—not not buyers, not realtors, not home inspectors, and not HomeToxicology.com—none of us are looking for a chance to kill a deal. But if we have to choose between endangering a deal or endangering a family, we all should be committed to looking out for the best interest of the family. Uh, we're all committed to that simple truth that the family deserves to know if there's a toxic drug residue that is lingering in the carpet, the countertops, the the walls. Kids lick walls, <laughs> and, uh, and even in the air supply, 
uh, through the HVAC system, uh, those toxins can linger and children are going to be breathing that air. And we believe they deserve to know if they choose to ask their home inspector to include it in their due diligence process. And now there is a way for less than $200 that a family can learn this. You know, I mean, it's, so rel- we, it's relatively cheap to be able to do that. I mean, when you think about, you know, the implications of what it could cause, you know, from a health standpoint, it's it's pennies. And also, the, the really great thing about it is having an industrial hygienist come out and go through that kind of a testing is astronomical for right. considering what you want to invest in being able to find out about a house to where just a just a, almost a couple hundred bucks takes care of those questions and you can right. move, you can move on with confidence right and you can move to the next step uh, the next step <laughs> uh, the next level of testing if they want to to do that this is an indicator test it's a presumptive test it's a red flag test if there's presence of uh, and we test beyond well beyond meth by the way uh, this is for uh, a dozen drugs, um, and all all of those drugs that we do test in our uh, very available and very affordable tests are listed at HomeToxicology.com. But you know the online meth tests that have been available for years uh, were also very inexpensive, but but our test is quite different. Uh, they test th- those those meth tests that have been available for fifty bucks online. Those test for one drug, meth. And uh, they test in one location, one surface sample. Not only does our lab, not not only is our lab overseen by a forensic chemist, but uh, the typical online test that was available before HomeToxicology.com, it tested only for meth and only one room. Our test tests um, uh, that that thousands of our affiliate home inspectors are now prepared to offer families uh, test not only for meth, but but also a dozen uh, drugs uh, and. and it samples 10 rooms all over the home. So the value is fantastic as the technology has improved and over time, and um, it really is a unique uh, product that's available. Um, and, you know, like you say, it is less than the cost of that new uh, – it's, it's less than half of the cost of a new garage door opener for that new home. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's true. We find <laughs> that's true. want to know and deserve to know uh, for very low cost uh, if they're moving their children into a dangerous environment. And it's so very important to make sure you keep your family safe, especially your kids. So it's something to be considered. But we're going to take a short break where we're going to come back. We're going to have more information from Scott. And I want to get into a little bit about, you know, once we locate on the, these things. And, you know, some of these things, Scott, on your website, I can't even pronounce. <laughs> they're, they're just uh, some of these toxins. But what do we yeah, do? There, there what will do, be a test. There'll be a test. Thank you. <laughs> I and, got the cheat sheet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we want to find out what do we do? We handle what do we do with these? So when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about what do you do when you find these? How do you how do you solve it? Make your home safe. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies' three valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing the tiny homes, are all the big rage. 
But remember, even tiny homes need repairs and left unattended. Those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. And we are talking with Scott Johnson, and we're talking about home toxicology work to make sure that your home is safe. And uh, Scott, getting back to what we were talking about with all the things that you can find, okay? But let's go through and see. Just p- pick out a couple of these on the on the uh, on your list on the menu on the menu, so to speak. What happens? Right. What happens when you do find some of these things? What's the remedy? I mean, we just can't like burn the house, right? You know, well, we have- there there are rem- there are remediation companies and remediation steps that are available to a homeowner to uh, that unfortunately is faced with that dilemma uh, whether they uh, have already bought the house or whether they're trying to sell a house. But what we encourage, uh, and at HomeToxicology.com, we, it is not our role, and we don't feel that it's the home inspector's role necessarily to, to provide remedy. Just like if you find a nest of snakes in a crawl space, you don't, you don't have to solve that problem. You simply say what on your inspection report? No, you, you, cr- say, you crawl there fast. There are snakes and in the crawl space. Crawl fast and report. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, real, the home inspector's job is simply to notate this on the report. And the seller then is confronted with that fact, and they are they have a choice to make. Do they want to provide uh, remediation and still try to save the deal? Or, but bottom line is, we serve the home inspector's interest and the realtor's interest to protect the buyer to know whether or not they wish to proceed is really their 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 dilemma. Their that's their choice to make. We don't get into remediation steps. We don't get into. Of course, we can talk about that, and there are companies that do that. Our role is simply to expose the problem, and the inspector's job professionally then, of course, is just like you do if you find a, a structural problem or a, uh, an electrical issue, you simply say what on the report? We recommend that a qualified contractor address this, and then it's up to the seller and the agent. You know, the, the out-of-pocket cost to the home inspector to order these tests is zero. Uh, all, it's, all an inspector needs to do to receive our free drug, drug testing kits and to become an affiliate with us um, is to go to hometoxicology.com and to fill out a very brief two-minute application to register their company and to very important step to enter a three-digit promo code 068 in the little box that asks for the promo code and that will make sure that they get free test kits and um, and uh, it even provide we even provide the shipping and uh, if they enter promo code 068 they'll get the the kits, the shipping is free, and uh, they'll receive these kits uh, within a couple of weeks, and uh, then they are equipped, and they begin to let the public know that they have this test available if they wish to add it, just like they would ask the family at the point of sale, do you want to have a radon test in the parts of the country where that is a big issue? Mm-hmm. It's a big mm-hmm. issue here. It's not so much out in Phoenix, I don't think, but we have lots of radon okay. in very specific areas. This is a mining yeah, state, so we do have it. There you go. Well, it's you know there are different issues in different areas, and this is just one more tool for the tool belt of the home inspector to say, hey, I offer this if you want it. And it's very important um, for the realtor to recommend home residue toxicology testing because 
If they do so, then their liability is mitigated in, in the event that, unfortunately, down the road, just like we saw these two news stories just this week that came out where, um, you know, the, the realtors are being accused, sadly, of, of, of somehow trying in one case, at least in the Grand, Grand Rapids case, they were accused of actually concealing it. And, you know, the, the realtor can say, we recommend drug testing, do it in writing, and uh, recommend our test specifically, or just home toxicology testing, residue testing generally, and their, you know, their their liability is covered because whether the accusation is fair or unfair, sadly a realtor would, you know, their career would be devastated by such an accusation, and and uh, we certainly hope that those accusations are are not happening. You know, those those accusations are not true, but in some cases they may be. And and bottom line is we equip the homeowner to be able to know. We ask the home inspector to make the test available to the public and the public is beginning increasingly more and more to uh, to demand this uh, this this solution to a very real problem. Yeah, it's, it's a nice system to be able to assure that the house is what it's supposed to be and not have any surprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets to be the point that I think, um, I, I mean, Scott, how long would you think um, has this been in the forefront where they actually you, you actually have a program for testing? How long has it been available to you know people like Dan or anybody else who wants to offer the test? Oh, there have been um, more costly uh, remediation steps that that have been out there, from ranging from the uh, mid mid one thousand to you know five six eight thousand dollars to do you know all these really deep levels of testing. There's been a a very uh, a surface single drug single room meth test available online for several years. This company for for several years has been preparing for uh, the launch, and we officially launched this company uh, just very recently. And uh, the response has been phenomenal. We've been inundated, just flooded with uh, requests from all over the country. Of course, in some areas more so than others. You know, home inspectors are just reaching out to us by the thousands asking for these kits so that they can offer this to the to the public. Um, realtors, likewise, are very interested in many cases to recommend the test to their clients every house every time. Um, and um, and uh, so we're, we're just really flooded with requests and we're very excited to be able to provide this to the community. Um, the first thing that the public should do is simply ask their realtor who the home inspectors are in their area who they can recommend that are equipped to and authorized to offer drug residue testing. Right. Uh, agents of integrity all over the country are becoming more aware that this technology even exists. Many of many realtors simply are unaware. Uh, we're all learning as we go how dangerous this issue is becoming. And so, you know, if your realtor um, says to you that this doesn't matter, then you can simply let them know that it does matter to you and that you're not willing to roll the dice for your family's safety and that you want to know where they can get the, you can get this test done. But most agents uh, are uh, agents of integrity certainly are very ready to try to seek out a remedy to this problem. So the second thing a buyer can do is to let their home inspector certainly that they want the test and that they make sure that they can offer it uh, to say yes to our test and that they want to include it in their due diligence period in the home inspection. Um, if they need to know, if, if anyone member of the public wants to know who a HomeToxicology.com affiliate inspector is in their area, they can certainly go to the website and there's a phone number on there. I can give the number or not if you wish, but it's on the website. 
uh, and they can call our staff at that number on the site and ask them who the inspectors are in their area and we'll make sure that they're taken care of one way or another to get access to the test. Um, I certainly can give my phone number as well if any agent or buyer or inspector wants to call me directly, I'm available for that. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, all home, home inspector affiliates are, are car charging their customer, you know, we suggest a, a sort of a suggested retail range of $150 to $180 for the test. There are some uh, uh, some home inspectors that do charge more. It's up to them what they charge for it. This is an optional service. It is an ancillary optional similar test to a, to a radon test, for example, in principle that they can either choose to add to the menu of services or not. Um, and uh, the inspector, out of the amount that they collect from the customer, then they send our lab fee to us along with the samples for testing, the 10 samples, 10 test tubes that are sent to us. Those samples are individually, room by room, uh, mapped out as to whether or not uh, a dozen different drugs are, are indicated. And you ask me what some of those drugs are. Of course, the big one is meth, but it also covers uh, cocaine, heroin, uh, um, fentanyl is, yeah. a, is a big problem. Uh, fentanyl is, is a huge killer. Um, so, you know, there, there are a dozen different drugs, LSD, um, you know, opium, there are all kinds of drugs that are, that are going to indicate on the test if they are present. So in the, yeah. the amount, after they send our lab fee in, then the home inspector, of course, for their service, uh, will retain the amount uh, remaining for their time and expertise to administer the test. So it's really very accessible, very affordable. You know, Scott, uh, why don't you give out those, those numbers again for... Uh, how our listeners can contact you as well as the website. Absolutely. The website, uh, the hometoxicology.com phone number directly to the staff, and they can you can uh, access for any sort of technical questions or anything of that nature or for a home inspector in the area, you can call an 800 number, 844-202-0022. Repeating that number, 844-202-0022. I'm sorry. 0022. One last time, 844 <laughs> since I messed it up, 844-202-0022. If they want to reach me directly, and I work directly every day, all day with realtors and home inspectors to provide them with answers about our protocol and, and you know, just how, how to get enrolled and such as that. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I'm a marketer of the availability of the test. And so anything related to that, they can call me directly. And I, uh, I, uh, my number is 404-456-4275. Again, 404-456-4275. That is my personal cell phone number. I am committed to call everyone back. If I do not answer, you will hear from me certainly that day, uh, usually within an hour and usually less than that. So uh, we're all available to you here. We're committed simply to the principle that the homeowner deserves to know if they choose to want to know. And uh, we, we work in concert with agents of integrity, uh, buyers, and home inspectors also who want to provide this valuable service. And again, it's just one more cool tool for your, for your tool belt. And what defines a cool tool for us is something that truly helps the family to know about the defects or dangers in a home. Well, you know, Scott, one of the things that the advantage of uh, our interview today is not only reaching all the thousands of people here in Maricopa County in the Phoenix uh, metro area, but being mm -hmm. on Star Worldwide Networks, you are reaching people worldwide that listen to our show and listen to our interview. So 
we'll do everything we can to help spread the word. Well, we appreciate it so much. We appreciate the opportunity to to speak to your audience. Um, we're by the way, we're we're committed to notification back to the home inspector or whoever actually ordered the test by email with a one-page clean and clear report. It's a one-page report that simply lists those dozen drugs with a yes or no box. If there's a present danger for that drug, then it is indicated simply on there with a yes or no. And we're committed to providing that within 24 hours from the time that we receive the sample to our lab. So build your due diligence timing around that. Extend if you need to, or you know, we do provide uh, free first-class return shipping. Uh, if they wish to have uh, overnight shipping, priority shipping, they can pay extra for that. But we do provide free shipping. Uh, that is uh, the standard full uh, first-class uh, mail. Um, so uh, you know, whether it's uh, meth or heroin, cocaine, fentanyl, more, uh, up to 12 drugs that are that are indicated on there if there is a presence of it. And you know, there's no way to know, of course, if the test is going to be positive. Um, but in many cases, the the uh, the test is negative, and 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 we hope in most cases the test is negative because what the buyer then gets for less than the half the cost of a garage door opener, what they get is peace of mind. And there's much to be said for peace when you're proceeding with such a, a big monumental purchase. So the question is, is your peace of mind as a buyer worth 180 bucks? And uh, this, you know, the statistical likelihood of drug toxicity being found in any particular home, frankly, to be honest, is less than the likelihood of radon being found in some areas of the home. So, um, you know, we're not interested in um, in killing a deal. We're interested in saving a family and and certainly their health. And so, um, uh, our test gives a buyer that opportunity. All right, great. Scott, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Scott, it's been a pleasure yes, to have you on and Absolutely. Uh, hope to be staying remember in to, touch with you. Remember to enter promo code 068 when you apply at hometoxicology.com. Home inspectors, simply two-minute application. Put in 068 as a promo code, and that will get your free kits on the way to you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to your audience today. All right. Thank you, Scott. Scott Johnson, yes. All right. A wealth of knowledge to keep your home healthy. I mean, there's nothing better than having a healthy home. Well, that's like my tagline. Know the home before you own the home. Yeah, that's right, Dan. That's I right. love that. Yeah. Know the home before you own the home. All right. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell from Ideal Home Improvement. The uncertainty of our economy is very troublesome. Interest rates are rising and inflation is high. The utility cost of energy is forever rising. The good thing is that we as homeowners can do something about our energy bill right now and in the future. Solar energy is literally the best investment you can make at this moment and the most likely to steady your finances through uncertain times. Think about this. If you could have locked down the cost of your energy bill 10 years ago, would you have done it? I think your answer would be yes. Think of the savings you could be enjoying right now as your neighbors who don't have solar are at the mercy of the utility companies. Let Ideal Home Improvement review your energy bill and see what a solar system on your home can do for your family and budget. Just give us a call at 602 
332-6203 or email us at steve at idealhomeimprovementaz.com. Let me help you start saving today. You may not believe this, but smart home technology can be traced back to 1975 to the first home automation platform when the X10 was invented. In 48 years, things have come a long way. To truly have a smart home today, the homeowner needs to make a smart decision and call a premier high-tech company. That company is Mythic Sound Lighting and Shade. Mythic can simplify your life with home automation, home security, home theater, lighting and shade, plus outdoor and indoor home audio custom designed to fit your lifestyle. For the finest in products and services, visit their website at mythicsls.com that's m-y-t-h-i-c-s-l-s.com or call them today for a free consultation at 602-329-4252 that's 602-329-4252 you're listening to boxcar universe Anyway, so listen, let's talk a little bit about these particulars that we're talking about here, Dan, because um, it's it's a little bit disheartening when people turn around and they don't realize that um, <clears throat> that there's things in their home that, uh, I mean, you really, with the exposure that people have had to people talking about this over the last few years, it's hard to believe that somebody would not hear what we're saying, not to mention that understand that, yes, people are a lot more sensitive to things than other people. Now, when we were growing up, you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, people would turn around and you'd never hear anybody talking about, well, you know, there are things in your home that are making you sick. Or even, you know, maybe a sporadic case here and there, but it wasn't such a national discussion like it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the problems that have... Um been induced into our homes and our our, our buildings it's uh, it's the it's a healthy it's it's a healthy environment uh, lack of vigilance and a lot of a part of that is all of these new products that have been thrown onto the market are really not tested for true health for a human being to actually have to take in because anything that comes into your office or your house uh, will have an off gas will have something on it that will uh, that will transfer, and then whether that transfer is healthy and okay for you, is is the big problem. It's not been most of these products have not been tested, and they come up later with carcinogens. Like who thought baby powder could give you cancer? Right. Yeah. Really. You know, what's up with that? And then we find out they were slowly putting asbestos in it. That's ridiculous. Why were they doing? I mean, that seems kind it's of like filler. It's cheap filler. Yeah. And that's just like some of that, uh, that flooring that was coming from China. Formaldehyde. That had the formaldehyde yeah. that was off-gassing into homes. And what about the drywall? Same and, thing. And the sulfur in the drywall. Yeah. Drywall was bad. You know, people were getting sick. And people are, I think, I don't know, as, as technology grows and becomes more advanced and we find and manufacture new different types of materials, 
I think it definitely affects people in ways that really, back in the day when we were kids, it wasn't even around. No, we didn't even think about it. Yeah. But uh, back in the, you know, maybe for for you later, but for me in the 50s. <laughs> what was that? Oh, well, nothing. What nothing was safe. that? <laughs> but uh, that was the, the genus of these industries that were just, you know, starting out, putting stuff into things. And see if, you know, they always said, just like they were saying, smoking was good for you on TV. Then they come find out the guy that was doing the voiceover died from throat cancer. Well, <laughs> well yeah. Well, yeah, of course, it had, the nothing, to do with, man is it, dead it had nothing to do with cigarettes. Of course not. You know, but seriously. But, you, but, the, but also the volume of how it's been produced into our, into our particular American environment has been just, just triple-fold because... Other countries are going, eh, I don't think so. And then come all the way back around and said, yeah, it's making us sick now. But then we have these ingrained institutions of these types of chemicals and people saying, oh, it doesn't feel like it hurts me. Well, yeah, I mean, they, well, it's because it's like everything else. And um, as, as we say, you know, and I always, you know, I always like to make these references to what we're talking about when they apply you know what dan you know what reference i can make to that when we talk about these unforeseen gases <laughs> what tenting and farting no what? no i'm talking about stuff in your home well yeah unforeseen it, gases there's that that line okay came from star trek uh, yeah unforeseen okay. gases when 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 he was in when kirk was in the mines and they told oh, him to, yeah. told him to dig xenite barehanded that's right, yes. that's right. Yes, the, the unforeseen gases, they affect you in different ways that you don't realize till all of a sudden, you know, your personality and your health and start to change. And it's not like, it doesn't just happen. It's subtle. And it does, it happens over time. So and, finally, and, and all then, of a sudden, finally, you wonder what the heck happened to my life. You're not feeling so great. You go on vacation for two weeks. You're still away from your home and your work environment. And you come back feeling refreshed and healthier. And you go back into and that you, dungeon yeah, of, you, of crud, and you think it was just the, the just the, the the place that you went to that was nice, and you enjoyed it. And it's more about enjoying it, and then you don't realize that yes, you're in a different place. It's it's a healthy, toxic it's, environment. Yeah, it's a toxic environment. So these are things that you've got to you've got to deal with within your home. Now, the one thing that I found that people really don't give much attention to, as we talk about, especially in in Arizona, because. In Arizona, obviously, especially we're coming right into the hottest time of the year. Oh, we you know, we've, had, yeah. we've had, I think, Sunday, tomorrow is going to be like 110. Mm-hmm. Okay? Boy, but, it's, but it's a dry heat, like you know, Walter yeah. says from Jeff Dunham. Yeah, it's just a dry heat. But the thing is, because we rely, we spend so much time in air-conditioned rooms, okay, the air that we breathe is so much, so much more important. I mean, you know, think about the days in April and even in May when it was cool. And what are the things that we used to do? I open the doors, open the windows, and you could feel the air would come through. And it was like it was really nice to have a breeze, but clean air. Well, at least an air, at least air exchange in the house. Because, you know, with the way the valley air is and then with all these forest fires, eh, at least we're changing the volume of what we've got in the house. Well, yeah. uh, That's a good thing because uh, you can't just recirculate the same old stale air. 
because you know, we, we humans off-gas quite a few things. And if we have our fuzzy friends, they do some, they do some interesting off-gassing, too. Uh, but uh, the, the long and short of it all is, is um, maintaining a good air environment in your home and your office and, you know, where you work. And it's on employers and or the owner to be a little bit more savvy than his workers to keep that air clean. You know, I know. Like if you close down overnight, that's when you should have scrubbers kick in and take care of the air, do a full volume of building exchange, which I have only seen three of in the valley, and uh, and then take care of the actual work environment. And of course, the places that have that do actually have toxic chemicals in the building, and they seal them and then scub the air in the building. And then there was one place that had a triple uh, clean room in it that had to have air from the outside area in uh, cleaned at each uh, double stage at each time go through. It had three airlocks. I mean, these are things that you you really should, you know, again, if they, from a commercial standpoint, I don't think that, you know, owners or landlords are really that, you know, up on that. And, you know, once they get their money, that's okay. It's, you know, other than... If they are responsible for changing filters and other things like that, they're not going to do anything much more than that unless they're forced to. Can you, uh, you know, what we call is a um, a rock catcher filter, and that's about it. Yeah, I just change your filter. I'll take care of everything. No, there are certain levels of um, uh, ionization and such that need, in a workplace need to be need to be monitored and maintained to number one avoid legionnaires. With a large building, you got to avoid Legionnaire's disease. Yeah. So these are things. But, again, I would strongly urge homeowners to actually go back and think about it, especially if, you've, if you buy an older home. And just because maybe you, you know, didn't clean, um, you know, you gotta, you've got old ducts that just needed to, that have accumulated dust and debris over the course of all the years that you've been in there. You put a new air handler in, okay, so that's good. You clean out all the filters in that. Put a new, um, you put a new uh, heat pump in, but the ductwork is still stale. Ha- still stale. It has remnants <laughs> of what was in there. Again, case in point, when we do flips, okay, if the home had had a smoker, oh, right, you have to go back. There are companies out there which we utilize one company to actually come in, and what they do is they clean the duct, and then they seal the duct so that any contaminants or odors or anything like that are sealed inside the duct, and therefore the smell of the cigarette smoke goes away. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people, you know, that's why when when people do flips, okay, this particular one that we did, all right, the, I mean, the, the owner of the house before, I mean, the whole house was painted on the interior in early nicotine. Navajo oh, white. Good old yeller. Oh, yeah. yeah good old yeller. I mean, old it was yeller has really, to go really away. bad. <laughs> and the air conditioning unit was completely, I mean, it was just clogged with years and years of, of smoke and nicotine. and Nicotine dripping and, off and, the and, actual vent. And yeah. you think that that is, it doesn't happen, but it really does over the course of time. Oh, yeah. So that, this is why when you go in, a, it's, not, it's not easy just to walk into a house if you're going to buy it for a flip versus when you buy it for yourself, 
there are different things to consider when you go do that, which we've covered in other shows. Even here in the Valley of the Sun, we have radon. And if you're not savvy, you just go to you know, U.S. geophysical maps, and you can see where the major radon plumes are in the valley, and then do your due diligence that way. And then on top of that, if the home is old enough, it'll have lead, it'll have asbestos, it'll have all these wonderful carcinogens just waiting for you to encapsulate. I had a deal with a client that was buying a flip, and uh, there was a transite uh, flu on the water heater. That's okay if it's sealed in a place by itself, but they had opened up the room where the water heater was, opened it all the way up, so the transite's exposed to the bathroom. And that's one of our most vulnerable areas, I might say. Right. Is when you're in the bathroom. And so they opened up this transite, and I could actually see the the transite just, you know, crumbling. Really? That needed to go, and and it had the popcorn ceiling. All these things are factors when you're going in to do this uh, home, you know, home upgrade stuff. And the, I guess the, what I'm trying to get at is if you fall in love with the house, get your due diligence done so you don't get bit later because you don't want to inherit a brand new old problem. No kidding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, old problems are sometimes ugly and <sighs> nasty. And the other thing we have to be aware of is what chemicals we're putting into our home. What's underneath the sink? There are some types of chemicals out there that people buy and put use on their countertops, use on all their surfaces that off-gas some very nasty things. Yeah, yeah. Be very careful, you know, what you put in your home. Okay, Steve, you know, you were talking about that uh, studio type of uh, business yes. environment for those businesses. There's another thing that people need to think about in their, in their living situation. Are they in a single-family detached home? Are they in a conjoined home, like out in Sun City, where they're Geminis and do and triplicates uh, hooked together? Because you're going to be, through the attic, you, you have all those carcinogens flow back and forth. If you're in an apartment complex, are you the first floor? Are you the top floor? It, the, the chemical migration will always be, you know, if, if it's a liquid, it'll go down. If it's a, a VOC, it'll go up. So you have to consider... You know, which way you're passing your gas. Uh, <laughs> and then um, if you're a mid-apartment, well, you're the pass-through. And then um, you also have people that, and they're rare, but they have people that have homes underground. They're, you know, split level and partially in the soil. And then comes the rub with radon. So you got to know, you know, the details of how people are living and also which way their house faces. North, south, east, west. Yeah, that's true. Because how much heat and how much loss, uh, cooling loss, and all of that does add up to all these other chemicals and things flowing through the house. It's called wind mitigation. Which way does does the general air pass through your house? Right. Well, you know, again, see, there are so many things that people don't understand. The way your home operates in a lot of different areas that is just happens to be one of them you know and that's like we always talk about you know cooling in the attic what to do insulation do i need ventilation how do you move the air through the attic um to make sure that you you doesn't stay stagnated in there because a lot of the some of the designs in the homes obviously have those gabled end vents Mm -hmm. and you need to move air through it so i mean there's a lot of different things going on here and again you don't know, and Dan, you know this for a fact, especially, we're talking about particulates in the air, inside your living area. 
No, okay. yeah. How many times have you gone up in an attic and found that the air conditioner was actually cooling cool. the attic and... Cooling the house from the attic down. Right. And <laughs> these holes in the ductwork, in the flex duct up there, obviously... Up to 50% moves, are better moves. off. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it works both ways. Some goes, also, some goes in, mm-hmm. in the duct, besides the air moving out. So the air is moving air through the duct, but it's also pulling stuff in from the attic... And you know mm-hmm. that stuff that's up in there. You know it's it's asbestos. It's not asbestos, but I mean it's it's um, between cellulose and fiberglass. Cellulose and fiberglass. It's pulling all those that stuff in through your duct. And then also, I've been in attics to where I have dark spots at the tops of walls where air is being drawn out of the house because the zones are connected, and it's then then the fiberglass is acting like a filter for all the dirty air coming up out of the house. And then I had a real good one just last week. It was a nice little condo, second floor. And I walked around the corner, and they had two filters on the place. And then when I pulled the filters out, the air conditioner, the new air conditioner actually worked. But the big problem was there was at least three or four mounds of um, sawdust and droppings and all that stuff on that uh, floor-level return. And then there's one nasty return worse than that. I had one that the return went under the floor. And when I finally got my camera and got a a visual over the return that goes underneath the thing, I had two two to four-inch mounds of mold inside the under return. That's another thing, too. You know, some of these older homes have return ducts in the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know, if you do it's, if you do remodeling work and some other things, if the oh, if the contractor is up. not careful, then you have a then you have a problem. You're listening to Box Car Universe. Hi, I'm Sean with Mr. Electric, and I have a tip to help make your life better. One important reminder is to call a qualified electrician when you have frequent problems with blowing fuses or tripping circuit breakers. When a circuit breaker trips or a fuse blows, it's indicating that you have a problem with some other part of the circuit. If your breaker trips more than once, you should have a qualified electrician come out and take a look at it. Contrary to what may be acceptable, you really shouldn't try to continuously try to reset the breaker because there may be a problem somewhere else down the circuit and you could be causing a fire hazard. There could be a loose connection or some other form of problem on the circuit, and every time you reset the circuit breaker, it could be causing a spark at the other end. We recommend having a qualified electrician come out and check on the condition of the circuit and make sure that the circuit does not have any problems. And it could just be a bad breaker also, but you definitely want to have a qualified electrician check that out. To have someone come out from our team may only take a portion of a day, but it could potentially save you a lot of money or your life. And that's just another way Mr. Electric has the power to make your life better. I'm Mel Alva with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion meets design sense to execute timeless interiors style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at alvainteriorsaz, 
and on Instagram at Alva Interiors. heat warning is in effect. Warmer is the new normal in Phoenix. A city grappling with an increase in heat-related deaths. Phoenix last year hitting 100 degrees or higher for more than 144 days. What's the weather like out there? It's hot. Damn hot. Real hot. Hot in this is my shorts. I can cook things in it. Little crotch pot cooking. It's damn hot. You can be a little thing. I saw it so damn hot. I saw one of those little guys in the orange row burst into flames. It's that hot. You know what I'm talking about. We're here with Amber Sullins, Chief Meteorologist for ABC 15. And Amber, welcome to the studio again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to come by and talk to you. The one thing that we want to get to today, we want to talk a little bit about the monsoon, which is already officially per date is here already. But, you know, um, the moisture's not. Moisture's not yet, but I'm sure it's coming. It is. You know, and it looks like it's going to be a later than average start. And we've known that for a few months now, thinking that it's going to be, you know, maybe late July and then we have to watch out for tropical influences going into sure. August, September, October. You know, yeah. one of the things that I always wanted to um, talk about is, you know, I don't think it matters if it comes, shows up late or, or early. If the severity of it, I think, is what really wreaks havoc on homes, right. especially, especially roofs. Because I remember, and this is like something that um, during monsoon season in my earlier remodeling days that really stuck with me. You know, it was like, um, you know, people make note of it, you know, wait five minutes and the weather will change. Right. I, remember, I remember doing some work in my old neighborhood back in the 90s. And it looked like it was getting a little bit cloudy off on the west side, you know, and something told me, look, hey, guys, let's just pack up because I think the storm is coming. Don't you know, by the time it showed up and we had it showed up and we were all packed up. I mean, it was one of the worst storms blowing in from the west that we've ever experienced. And, you know, and it just it'll just it'll just destroy your roof. If you have an older roof and, you know, you've got your fingers crossed that it's not going to leak. And the monsoon rains are going to miss your house. That's not going to happen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and we've happen. talked in the past before about my roof issues yes. from these monsoon storms that have come in. And, you know, we still have areas uh, along the ceiling of my house where the drywall is still sinking a little bit in some spots because we patched it up. Yeah. But we still, you know, we have issues and, and they're ongoing. Like once you have a big leak in your house, it is going to be the trickle down effect where you're going to see issues sure. for a while. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you got to take care of it ahead of time. Yeah. So like so like that's uh, the one thing that, you know, Dan and I see a lot, too. You know, when you, that sagging drywall paper that's on there, that's, yeah, telltale signs of water. And that's a little more than just the stain. The yeah. stain's just the beginning. But if you start to see your drywall start sagging because of water coming in, then, you know, the first thing I do is, as we affectionately call him, Dr. Dan, to come out and take his infrared out and yeah. actually pinpoint. We actually pinpointed a leak last week with one of my clients who actually, I don't know who installed this skylight, but skylights or the way they used to be done years ago are notorious for leaking. And we found traces, you know, because water and dampness shows up blue versus dry areas or orange and red. Uh-huh. So we saw, we, we traced it. We did a water test for about 15 minutes. And sure enough, right around the skylight is where the water came in. So if we did it in a water test, 
more than likely when the monsoons hit, you're going to have damage. Yeah. You know, so um, any inkling on what's, is this year going to be worse than last year, less than last so year? What do you I, think? Overall, the projections look for a drier than normal monsoon. But if we know anything about the monsoon, we know that it's hit and miss. And so some spots may get hardly anything. And some spots may get absolutely slammed and destroyed. So we have to be careful on that. And the other thing, since we had such a wet winter, fire danger is so high right now, especially on the outskirts of the deserts, because we have all this dry brush that grew uh, during our winter. And it's all dried out. And so we're already seeing this where we're having... Uh, little brush fires and wildfires break out a little closer to the valley. Well, what those do, once the fires start, they scar the land. And it takes years for that land to revegetate. And when you have burn scars over areas, that means that when the monsoon storms come and they let out a lot of rain, those areas are prone to flash flooding. Exactly. Because There's the water's, nothing to stop it. Yeah, the water's going to run right off of that. It's just like if it was raining heavy over concrete, right? The ground yeah. can't absorb it. And exactly. That's what a burn scar does. So those are the things that I'm thinking about as we go into monsoon season. Um, I'm going to be watching for where the burn scars are um, and then watching for tropical influences because a lot of times when we get stuff brewing in the East Pacific and it tries to come up the Baja, it kind of mixes with our monsoon moisture. And then we could get worse storms. We could get storms that really dump a lot of rain in a short amount of time. And those are the ones that destroy homes. Those are the ones that just tear stuff up, cause flash flooding. Those are the ones where we see water rescues and people being stuck in their cars. So those are the things I'm looking at. And it's more likely to happen for us later on in the season. So September, October, maybe. Um, But that's what I'm looking at this year. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things that, you know, actually, because I I am a, a new homeowner again, and, you know, we haven't seen any real rain to actually make sure that your the property is properly, you know, has proper drainage. Yeah. Okay. And that's an important thing, too. You have to make sure, and I've seen this happen a lot, where the builder actually built a home, but he didn't do the proper drainage, and the water's running a specific, towards a specific area. Yeah. And it's not draining off the property. The other thing, too, is you've got to make sure, and I actually did this for a couple of realtors, where... The water was so intense coming off the roof because, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of homes in Arizona, they don't have gutters. It's not, right. you know, gutters are like a strange commodity, so to speak. <laughs> right. but, no gutters, you know, no basements. Yeah. Yeah, right. Gut, no gutters, <laughs> yeah. no basements. Right. And uh, that's another area. But another discussion for a later date talking about, you know, how the water could get in if your if your basement's not properly done when they built the house originally, because you could have floods from water coming in from you know, extreme storms or, you know, when that happens, if your sump pump is, is it working right that you have in the basement? And we did a, we did a remodel in Tempe like that. We're actually where the water overflowed from the pool and actually it came in the house and it didn't, the sump pumps didn't work. Oh, geez. And then they had to, and then wound up that the basement got flooded. Yeah. So the, these are things that probably people don't think about right. to be able to go back ashore and make, you know, drainage is important. Uh, the other thing I was going to get to was the way some pools are made and the cool decking. Yeah. Is, cool decking is slanted away from the from the pool edge, and a lot of times it's towards the house. Right. And then now uh, you've got yep. a patio deck that maybe has a little bit of slope, but not as much as one coming off the pool. And they've got this little tiny 
you know, drain that they run between the two, and they're expecting all the water to go in there and then just bleed out towards the ends. And a lot of times that doesn't help. So it's just this yeah. is why you have to know what's going on. It's not just one particular thing that you have to look at. The other thing you have to watch out to, Ema, we see a lot of during the storms is, you know, trees going down. Right. You got to make sure that your trees are trimmed back. Otherwise, you know, if you've got questionable ones, you know, I would strongly suggest you have your arborist come out and take a look at it or your landscaper and say, hey, you know, what do you think about these, you know, um, or, or check with your HOA. Because I know there was one that they took down from a January storm that we had right outside my complex in the common area. And uh, if there's any question of any trees going down, you know, I would sh- surely yeah. get an expert opinion. Right. That's the checklist, right? To do right now. You got to go outside. You got to look at your landscaping, check those trees. You, if you live on the outskirts of the valley and you have like natural um, terrain around you, you're not in the heart of the city, you need to make sure that that's cleared out as well. And that's, that's for wildfires too. You got to have defensible space around your house for the wildfire situation. So the the brush doesn't burn right up under your property Uh, for the trees. When we're talking monsoon storms, you got to make sure that those branches aren't overhanging your house because if lightning strikes them and they come down, now you have roof damage. You don't just have a down tree. Now you have roof damage. Um, And then, you know, the landscaping stuff, there's some of that 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 we can take care of ourselves. Some of it you have to call somebody out for, but in, in my house, we just had landscaping where they, the way they put the rock on the side of the house, it was sloped down toward the house. And I'm like, this is crazy. Just get out there with the shovel and start grading, yeah. grading it the other direction. Yeah. You want it to flow away from your property, away from your That's house, right. not toward it. That's right. And yeah. if you it, in the newer construction where you could see your stem wall, the, gra- the, the gravel should be at least three, four inches lower than where the stucco starts. Because there's a weep screed underneath there where the stucco starts. And if in a lot of times you'll see... They landscape up to it so that the stucco actually covers that. So when water pools, it's going to pool up into the wall. Right. So you've got to have that space along there to keep, have a little bit of, you know, breathing room, so to speak, so that the water has a chance to soak in the ground. Right. You know? And And then then it has to slope the other direction. Right. Because I think a lot of times with these these landscapers, they're so um, concerned about your point with making sure you have that, that, uh, that margin from the bottom of the the wall that they're not concerned about the way the gravel or rock is going to flow away from there. Right. So they have the space, but then it kind of slopes up as you move away from the house. That's and so right. that's the, that's the other thing you have to look for. So it's two things, not just, yeah. not just, one. I mean, you make sure you have both those, you know, and then, you know, we just talked a little bit before about, you know, the gutters. Okay. So many times, and I see this all the time. Um, if there is a, homeowner that has a roof issue okay and you go up on the roof first things you look at okay so obviously looking at the roof in the condition that it's at okay so what's you need a lot of telltales uh a lot of times you can go up on the roof and tell what's going on because if they have trees nearby okay and there's debris branches leaves and stuff that flow over on top of like a flat roof okay well most of the times the scuppers are jammed from leaves because I asked the question, like, when was the last time that you had somebody go up there and clean them? Yeah. And they look at you like deer in the headlights because they have no clue right. when somebody was up there to be able to do that. And a lot of times, if the scuppers jammed, the downspouts probably jammed as well. So you've got to make sure that somebody goes up there and make sure all that's clear of debris and that it's clean. And so you should you should make a habit to go up there every 
maybe every quarter would be ideal, though I don't think anybody's going to do that, but at least once every six months to make sure, sure that all this stuff, because you've got the wind and the monsoon, because the wind will do a lot more damage sometimes, you know, as we see the affectionately known the haboobs come in, rolling up from Tucson, yeah, and you have storm damage and maybe not water, but the between the dust and the, the wind, you know, it's a combination that you've got to try and do a lot of prevention. I mean, a lot of... A lot of uh, Thunder looks really nice yeah, in it's pictures. Pretty, isn't it? It's pictures. It's, it's pretty, and I'm sure you guys get you guys get tons of pictures coming your way. Mm-hmm. You know, during the monsoon season. But you, but again, you don't want to see those pictures, like you said, of trees coming down on homes or right. trees coming down, and you know, just you know, taking out your car. Yeah. When the last night, that's why I said the other key thing, and I'm always pushing this a lot is that people need to clear out their clutter in their garage to get their car in the, in the garage. garage. I know. So this way they have, at least have a space for it. At least one. Yeah. <laughs> at least one. <laughs> it's hard. It's like hoarders buried alive in some of these garages, right? It's like, well, I have to, where am I going to put my stuff? And right. I'm like, okay, but you know, some of those ho- homes that I've seen, you know, they it looks like they blew the stuff in around their car. I don't even know how they opened the door. To get out of and into the car because there's well, so much stuff around I know. there. And but besides a home, a car is probably the biggest investment you're gonna make. Like why would you not want to yeah. protect something that you spent that much money on? Exactly. What's in exactly. the boxes in the garage? Probably like old Tupperware or yeah. like kids' toys and your kids are like thirty now. Like get rid of it. That's Put your right. car in That's there. Right. Listen, <laughs> we know plenty of people, you know, our good friend Linda Hammond, who actually is the the best that gets the best advice for doing yard sales, okay? She will tell you how to go out and do a yard sale, get rid of the clutter, you know, make those piles, you know, you throw away, donate, and keep. And hopefully the keep part is smaller than all the other two. Right, right. This way you get rid of it all. You know, you bring up a good point, though, about the trees falling on the cars because people fight over shade here in the summer, right? I mean, people oh, yeah. will get in altercations if someone takes their shade spot or they will park at the last spot in the whole entire parking lot and walk all the way because that spot has a tree. Oh yeah. But once we get into monsoon season, those trees can also be the ones that do the damage. So it's, it's a case of you need to be able to find the, the trees that are the most stable. Yes. How, do, how do you do that? How do you look at a tree and decide this one's going to fall and this one's not? Well, yeah, you know, because you can't, it's exactly right, because you can't tell by size. Yeah. You don't know. I actually had somebody call me once and they had this tree. I swear, Amber, the, the base of the tree must have been at least 10 to 15 feet in width. Okay. And the whole thing just went over because it yeah. was laying on the ground flat and you only could see his roots. And they're like, they're like, they're, they're astonished. It, it took yeah. out their pergola. It just wiped it out. And because the rest of the tree was so big and they're like, I, I would never have thought it went, this would have happened, but you don't know. Yeah. It's not a tree snapping. It could just literally come out of the ground. So, and you know, probably 70 mile an hour winds are better. Yeah. So my but, advice would be to, to pay attention to the forecast, right? If there's good storm Absolutely. Listen, that day. every night, 
<laughs> yeah, right, exactly. If there's good storm chances that day, maybe you, you, you park in the sun for one day and put up that shade screen just so that you, you know you're going to be safe if you go inside the building and a storm rolls through. You're not going to come back with the tree on your car. Yeah, that's the last thing you want to come out from Fry's and, you know, or, or Walmart or something and see something that's going to not make your day. Right. Well, and all these young Palo Verdes that are put up in a lot of parking lots around here, those, oh, yeah. those have pretty shallow roots when they're, when they're just starting out especially. And the, it doesn't take much. Like, you don't need a 70-mile-per-hour wind to knock those over. It can be, like, 40. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's tricky. So, it's tricky. But, you know, that's what we like and love what we do. Yeah. Those are the judgment <laughs> calls I make every day, too. Are those storms going to stay on the mountains? Or are they coming and in? And then you hear yeah. these people talking the next morning <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the cooler. Like, Amber said it was going to be sunny. What happened? Yeah. It was sunny for, you know, most of the day. And then an hour of boom. <laughs> yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Amber, thanks so much for You're being welcome. here My today. Pleasure. We really enjoy you having you on the show. And, you know, uh, thank you. Especially the next time I see the haboob rolling in, I'm going to call you. All right, Amber Sullins <laughs> from ABC 15, are their chief meteorologist and always a great guest to have on the show. Thanks for listening to Boxcar Universe. We are your source for cutting-edge information on container homes and container pools. Let Mel and I design and build your dream container home. Don't forget, you can always email us at boxcarliving at gmail.com and steve at boxcaruniverse.com. Boxcar Universe can be heard weekly on any podcast player. And always remember, let us containerize your lifestyle. You're a great American. I love you.